stronghold and say, hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. Today we are going to start something new and we're going to be looking at the prevailing priest. The prevailing priest. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation, chapter number 1, should be verse 5, that God has made us kings and priests. That's verse, should be verse 6. It says he has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be the glory, dominion forever and ever. In the past few weeks, we've been looking at our position as kings. But this time, we're going to focus on a very important reality where God has made us priests. But specifically, we want to touch on the area of prevailing. You see, when we are talking about reigning, a person who's reigning is in a position of authority, is in a position of rulership. And while in that position, he gets to exercise the dominion that has been given to him in that position. But now when we talk about someone who is prevailing, a person who is prevailing exercises a different function altogether. When we talk about someone who is prevailing, we use synonymous words like the word overcoming. We use words like becoming superior over something. We use words like stronger, being stronger over something. So the whole context of, of somebody who prevails is that there has to be something you are prevailing over. And that particular thing that you are prevailing over, in most cases, is opposing you. Amen and amen. In most cases, is perhaps opposing you or standing in your way. There is a lovely quote that many believers love to use in the church circles and they say where two powers meet the lesser one must bow that court or statement really just gets to show us a picture of prevailing it just shows us that the one that is greater prevails over the one that is lesser and when you're understanding this context of prevailing, it doesn't mean the one who's lesser does not fight. The one who's lesser stands in opposition 
but sometimes only gets to realize that they are lesser after the fight is over. <laughs> Praise be to God. And that's why at the end of the day, we must learn this art of prevailing or triumphing. Now, we're going to go to the ministry of the word. And after we, I teach on the few things that I want to teach on, we're going to enter into a very serious moment of prayer. Yeah. By now you should know that when I'm, in, I'm dressing in black, I'm attending a funeral. Uh, yeah. That's, it's, it's my warfare outfit when I'm in black, then I'm in warfare. When I'm in white, I'll explain next time. Yeah. Nevertheless, let's start by this. Let's start by pointing out a fact that each and every one of us has an enemy to deal with in life. And the enemies that we get to deal with in life are not necessarily enemies that you have offended. In fact, when you are born, it is safe and right to say you are born in a battlefield. Hence, innocence does not guarantee you or exempt you from having enemies. You may say, but I'm not fighting anyone. I mind my own business. There's nothing that I'm doing to anyone. I live my own life. But that doesn't mean someone will not stand to fight against you. There is no thief that has ever visited your home because they wanted revenge. Every thief that has visited your home was to come and steal, perhaps kill, but also leave you dry. Praise be to God. So like I said, your innocence will not exempt you from having enemies in this world. That's why somebody who is a baby like Jesus is having a king like Herod fighting him. Issuing an instruction that all firstborn babies should be killed. Why? Those babies are innocent. But why fight them? So your innocence will not exempt you from that. Neither will your denial of the existence of the enemy change anything. I heard somebody say, I don't believe in witchcraft. But does that change their existence? I don't have to believe in it for it to be there. In the same way, you denying the existence of God will not change anything. Those are realities that are always there. Hallelujah. Someone will say, I am an atheist to the core. It will not make God retire and say, okay, you don't believe I'm not there, so I'm not there. No. 
your denial of the existence of the divine and the supernatural will not eliminate its existence. But it's only a matter of time that you will come up and understand that these things are there and need to be dealt with. Glorious, glory to God. So we get to deal with enemies. And I like to bring to your attention that with regards to enemies, it seems like we are always fighting. Imagine just, like an in, just as an individual, you find that you are fighting things and fighting just different enemies altogether. Come, Tikonsa. I've come to observe that sometimes when man is fighting enemies, I've come to observe that there are enemies. Maybe let me have three more people, males. We don't want the consumption to feel the anointing. Two more. Two more. I will call you when I'm speaking about David and Goliath. <laughs> yeah. As in, you might hide the consum in there. So now, listen. This is, this is Samuel, who was born in Lusaka, Zambia, uh, from, let's just assume, he's Ngoni. And while he's born into a family, sometimes this man doesn't know that he's exposed to so many battles. And one of the battles he's exposed to are the battles he finds when he's born. Are the battles he finds when he's born. So these are the family battles. Bloodline battles. Those that are inherited. Have you noticed there are some people, they find themselves, ah, they are born, and then they find themselves in a family where marriages don't work. They didn't initiate that battle. They found themselves in it. So they've got family battles that they are born in. So while there is an enemy that is dealing with him from behind, his focus is obviously to progress in life. So as he is progressing, there is another enemy that he gets to deal with. It's the enemy that stands in his way of progress. These are destiny enemies. These are the ones who don't want you to reach this side. In the same way, the one behind doesn't want you to go anywhere. And then this one doesn't want you to enter your destiny or enter what you're supposed to handle. So imagine he's dealing with an enemy this side and there's an enemy awaiting him. But guess what? When he's moving, he's not alone again. There are enemies that want to stop his movement as he is progressing. These ones are locational ones. There are those which, <laughs> they are, you know there are times where you can fight a battle because of where you stay. Just because of where you stay. You shifted at a certain place, a cat is, is 
when it's when it's meowing, it sounds like it's speaking to you. Hi. Why am I outside? And then you're wondering, did you hear that? You know, <laughs> did you hear that? You know, those ones deal with you by location. They have got nothing to do with your family. They've got nothing to do with with your destiny. They are just in your domain. That's why, have you noticed, when Daniel was praying for Israel, he found a principality that was handling a domain of Persia over a location. And you see, when you listen to, or even just hear the word principality, that simply means these are, these are rulers that govern areas, territories, cultures, and behaviors. That's why when you go to different areas, there are different behaviors. Why? Because there are principalities around influencing those behaviors. What you arrest someone for in Chibolia will be different from what you arrest someone for in Kablonga. Even when you are ministering to them, it will be different. These other Kumayad areas, you'll be dealing with mama cutting themselves, my suicide, my shanshani, temptation, my depression. You go to these other areas. Ah, it's serious addictions. You are ministering to them, they are high. I went, to, no, I went to minister in a certain area. I'll, I'll not mention it. The woman came for prayer, but she was drunk. Man of God, deliver me. <laughs> and I'm wondering, what's, what's happening? It was not a fun deliverance. Because after you pray for her, she'll go and vomit. You have to wait. Amen. She comes back again. You continue ministering. So there are certain areas that are governed by certain spirits. That's why it's always safe, even when you want to do relocations, hear God. Because sometimes your choosing of locations is also your choosing of battles. Yeah, exactly. So you have these things that he has to deal with. So you, you, this one is fighting him. This one is fighting him. This one is fighting him. Ah, so in him overcoming all these things, we are saying he is prevailing over them. He is prevailing over them. Because they are not just there to watch him. They are there to fight him. He's prevailing over them. Listen. This is the same kind of enemy we see even from scripture. Because you may think I'm just making it theologically. But you'll find it even in scripture. You will notice that this guy, if now this guy, we called him Samuel, now he's Israel. Alright, so the first enemy Israel has to deal with is Egypt. 
What is Egypt doing? Egypt doesn't want him to go anywhere. Now, Israel knows he has to go to a land full of milk and honey. But this guy won't allow him. Israel knows that he needs to worship his God. But this guy, Egypt and Pharaoh, doesn't hold him, doesn't want to allow him. He doesn't. So Israel needs to prevail against this one. After this one, he will go into the wilderness. But as he goes into the wilderness, Israel needs to be careful because along the way, there are Philistines. Unfortunately, we know what the Bible says. The stamina of the Israelites was not okay, so God had to make them change another route. Long cut. After their movement and everything, Israel needs to go to the promised land. But when they go to the promised land and inspect, they will say, yes, there is milk and honey, but we found giants. Are the giants in Egypt? No. The giants are in the promised land. So it seems like these guys are going to be dealing with diverse enemies from behind, in front, and around them. And so they need sufficient stamina to prevail against these enemies. I've come to observe our enemies of life are usually circumstantial or oppressional. Circumstantial enemies are those that come our way but are not necessarily because of evil. We just find ourselves in them. Like right now, it's hot. If there is no rain, then the crops are going to die. Then there's not going to be food. It's not evil. No one has blocked the heavens. Amen and amen. But then you also get to deal with those enemies that are not necessarily circumstantial, but they are oppression or they come to oppress you. Then they look for you. They come after you've slept. While men slept, the enemy came and planted tears. That's how those enemies are. They, they look for your garden. They look for your house. That's why the Bible says, put on the full armor of God, withstanding the enemy in the evil day. Showing us that somebody can have an evil day. Where today they just came for Jordan. Praise be to God. And I really, want you, I really want you to understand this because it will help us learn how to prevail in various ways. Thank you, enemies. I'll remain with uh, Israel. Now, you observe 
that Israel, when he was leaving Egypt, ah, it was not the easiest of things because Pharaoh was also a superpower on him, himself just. Moses comes as a prophet of Jehovah with his staff, perhaps expecting to say, let my people go. And Pharaoh is going to say, please, feel free, take them. After all, they are not mine. What does Pharaoh do? He says, I'm not going to give attention to that. And that's where now we see the battle of powers begin. So what does Moses do? Through Aaron, they throw their stuff on the ground and it turns into a snake. That demonstration, if it were to happen here, we will all run away, including me who throws the stuff. But I'm trying to show you that after Moses or Aaron threw his stuff to the ground, the Bible tells us the magicians of Pharaoh who were not one, who were not two, but more than that, stepped up and threw their staffs as well. And they were not doing a magic trick, a sleight of hand. No, a staff turned into an animated snake. If it also, if it also turns for you, then you know what you are dealing with. Then you know that here, you are fighting. Three years ago, no, four years ago, Baolin, somebody comes all the way from Kitwe. Yeah, that's Kitwe. And they said, and they come, they manifest during the service, and they said, we actually traveled. I actually traveled. I was sent to kill you. I was not even a pastor. I was just a deliverance minister. They called me Sagomezio those days. The person traveled all the way from Copper Belt. And they came to kill me. I laughed about it until the door was closed. And then the person said, We are here. My children, come. Pastor She, Sal Gomezio. I said, ha. She, this person is calling children. Where are my children? Abena Samia, where are they? And then I knew that this was very serious. The person did not come for deliverance. The person came to fight me. But when they came to fight me, they came with reinforcement. So it was not a matter of out in that moment. It was a matter of destroying powers. Just as an encounter. And afterwards we ministered and broke all those powers that that person was with. And the person now said, you know what? I failed, I want to go back. Let me go back to my grandmother in Kitwe, what, what, what. And I said, you don't want Jesus. I don't want your Jesus. 
don't want him. Let me go back. And I wouldn't just allow her to go back. So I had to allow her to go with a threat. I said, next time you come to fight me, next time, let me warn you. I, I had to use some Nigerian. So you touch me, you're going to die. The person was not even interested in Jesus, even though you were going to preach to them. They said, I'm going to stay in that. At least, I don't know if I was with you. I, I don't think I was with you. At least we had another, we had another, another kind of situation where someone was sent. Ah. But this time it was like a small boy. Now you, you can think as if, uh, because this is like a small boy, uh, <laughs> that was a deliverance session. I had to call four ushers. Four. Because when the boy came, I held him here on his chest, and it sounded like I'm hitting here. All his body was hard. Young boy like this. He was not even talking until he got upset. He tore his t-shirt. Went to the carpet. Aingamba carpet. Before our eyes. Carpet. Carpet. <laughs> After he, he does that, he gets a genset. Genset. Someone said genset. Carries it with one hand. They, all of you here are big. The boy was small. <laughs> Come, Digonitiji. Not even him can lift it with one hand. He carried it with one hand. When he carried it, we knew he was not alone. But we knew why he carried it. It was to stone one of us. And that's when we called upon the name of Jesus. You know, sometimes you need, we, panic, we panic just a bit so that we get into our element. So we saw him lift and say, hey, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We helped him. Put it down. And that's when we started. Aye. It was a very serious thing. Very, very serious thing. I think some, some one of these days we will, we will have some of them come just to come and explain some of the things that used to go on. So that you know. When I checked that young boy's CV, he had killed more than 40 people already. Young boy like this. You know, those, those, you don't even know. A person has just died. So at the hospital, they don't even know how you died. They just put something. Because they never, they, they will not ever put for you, died of witchcraft. They will just say heart failure. Shine, shine. But what caused that heart to fail? Amen and amen. Yeah. So, 
Israel comes out of the hand of Pharaoh, and when he comes out of the hand of Pharaoh, he's got enemies to deal with. By the time Moses dies, <clears throat> Moses dies before Israel has entered the promised land. Now the promised land is a place of enjoyment. The promised land is a place where we enjoy our milk and our honey. That's where the promised land is. It's a place where we enjoy our inheritance. Amen and amen. But I want to show you something. Just to give you a picture of some of the things that take place. When you get born again, the Bible says you were delivered from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. It simply means when you got born again, you were removed from the domain of Satan. Amen and amen. It simply means you were removed from Egypt. And, and then you were translated elsewhere. But I want to show you something. Because I've observed sometimes, because of our position of deliverance, sometimes people perceive or feel they don't need to stand firm against any other enemy, regardless of them being free. But the truth is, is this. Yes, you can be free, like Israel was free from Egypt. But have you noticed something? Have you noticed that Pharaoh followed Israel again? He followed him in the wilderness. To do what? For a fight and for a battle. He didn't have the capacity to take Israel back to Egypt. But he had the capacity to follow Israel where he was. Satan can't take you back to his kingdom. But where you are now, he can still follow you. That's why he's called a rolling lion seeking home to devour. Why? He follows. He pursues. Glory, glory to God. When Pharaoh was dealt with completely, Israel now was about to enter the promised land. And when they were about to enter the promised land, there were enemies there as well. Big giants, big enemies. In the areas where they were supposed to occupy their inheritance, there were serious enemies as well that they needed to deal with. This was their, this was their arena of enjoyment, their arena of inheritance. And now we know that as child, children of God, we are qualified to receive the inheritance of the saints of light. But even though we are qualified to receive the inheritance of the saints of light, if we don't get to a place where we fight certain things, then we cannot enjoy our inheritance. Yes, here you are today. You can enjoy blessings. But what if the enemy attacks your health? How will you enjoy those blessings? So you need to deal with those enemies that are around you. Amen and amen. In Deuteronomy chapter number 7 and verse 1, God was giving an instruction to Israel. But even before they had entered, remember God had to tell Joshua, be strong and what? Courageous. Kosa. 
Like, <laughs> you know, sometimes you need, you need to tell someone to be strong. I know it's not easy. But sometimes you need to tell someone, kukosa. Kukosa. Hey. <laughs> now, Deuteronomy 7 verse 1, the Bible says, when the Lord God brings you into the land which you go to possess. Listen to this. If he brings you into the land which you go to possess, then it says, and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites, the Gigashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hevites, the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than you. Now, I want you to pay attention. Turn to your neighbor and say, pay attention. God is saying this. God is saying this. He's saying, I'm taking you to a land which you're going to possess. Then in that land which you're going to possess, I will cast out the enemy. Are you seeing that? He's saying, I will cast out the enemy. And then he begins to mention them. But then, while he begins to mention them, he's saying, these seven nations are greater and mightier than you. He's saying you will defeat them, but they are stronger than you. Ah, ah. You defeat them, but they are stronger than you. So does that make sense? How come you are defeating them? But then, you, I'm being told they are stronger than me. Who should be stronger if I've defeated? It should be me, right? Yes. But sometimes when you even read from the, from, 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 from the area, or, or from the lens of scripture, you will get to understand why you see things like this, and the seven enemies are greater and mightier than you. The reason why they are greater and mightier than you is, is not because that's the way they are, but that's the way you see them. That's the way you see them. When you calculate everything, you are seeing that waluza. When you, when you see, trying to look, where is the breakthrough going to come with? You, 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 you can't see any way, so you're calling them greater and mightier. Next verse. The Bible says, and when the Lord your God delivers them over to you. Now, look at what he's saying. He's saying, you, you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. Ah. These which were mightier than you. It says, you shall destroy them. Amen and amen. Ah, now let's go back to verse 1. Go and sit. So he's showing us that there were seven enemies that were considered to be greater than Israel, that were in their land of possession. Listen. There are certain enemies that sit where your crown is. Hello? There are certain oppositions that sit where your opportunities are. It's like these ones. Egypt doesn't sit on your doesn't sit on your crown. There's no <laughs> But this side, it's the promised land. There is your milk and honey, there is your land. But then if you did not occupy them, someone is occupying them. It simply means for you to get into that place of reoccupying, you have to dispossess them. 
Glory to God. Yes. Ah. So Israel is told, you're going to deal with enemies. You're going to deal with the Hittites. You're going to deal with the Gegeshites. You're going to deal with the Amorites. You're going to deal with the Canaanites. You're going to deal with the Perizzites. You're going to deal with the Hevites and the Jebusites. And God says, you're going to deliver them, right? Oh, it is well. <laughs> you deliver the ites. Now, these seven nations are what I would like us to look at right now. Because deliberately, Scripture will give or make mention of certain enemies. But when you study these seven enemies, these seven enemies have got spiritual connotations. And even in our lives today, we deal with these kinds of enemies while we're trying to enjoy our inheritance. Yes. Have you ever heard people mock believers? Saying, ah, you are a believer, but the way your life is, this, this, and that. Why are you living like this? So you, you will find a believer who is delivered from the kingdom of darkness, but is not enjoying their inheritance. Why? Maybe because they are dealing with these things. So we must come to a place where we overcome and utterly destroy these enemies. Praise be to God. Number one, the Hittites. The name Hittites means terror or fear. This group was orchestrated in such a way that they were well developed military-wise. So that when they fight against you, they bring forth terror in your life. They are sometimes called the sons of terror. They bring fear. They bring discouragement. They are oppressive in operation. Hallelujah. And you agree with me. On a spiritual scale, sometimes the fights that you and I are dealing with are those fights that need us to stand firm emotion-wise. These ones attack the soul. Because they want to bring fear in your life. They want to bring discouragement and they want to bring confusion. When in operation, any enemy from the kingdom that is functioning like this, sometimes will bring hyperphobia in your life. Some of you have got strange fears. You've just, it's, it's, not, like, it's not like something is even fighting your marriage or anything like that. Or, or, some of you have got strange fears. You just hear, 
ni myopa 2020 tulishine I I I'm, I'm afraid of a black cloth. Why? I don't know. Wina ine nganaona manzi niopa. Asa manje masamba bwanje. No but then you will find people who are like that. Other people fear the unknown. Some of you some of you fear marriage. Not because of the divorce cases that you've seen. You just fear it. Is it marriage? Ah, we. Ine. Sinifuna. I'm just giving you examples of how diverse you can be dealing with an enemy. You can think that thing that you're having is a normal phobia. Yet you're dealing with a Hittite. That is bringing phobia, discouragement, and confusion in your life so how what did the lord say the lord said you should deal with everything it simply means there is a place where you and i should begin to start addressing fears in your life it's a place where you and i begin to address emotional instabilities in your life Listen, when this kind of enemy comes, it usually wants people to give up. Not every not every suicide is circumstantial. Not every suicide is circumstantial. Some of them you are dealing with such enemies like this. They'll st- they'll speak to you. You're worthless. Kill yourself. Listen. The reason I'm teaching this is because some of you have carried along Hittites into the promised land instead of dealing with them. You are still in the church but you're listening to other voices. Yes. I was dealing with somebody last year who was telling me that she listens to four voices and all those four voices have names. She can even differentiate who is speaking. What would they No, we'll just discuss, we'll just talk uh this this and that. Sometimes they'll tell me this sometimes they'll trouble me in my dreams. I said, "How long have you been doing this?" And she says, "For about five years now." I said, "Ha." And I said you need to be free and she said but they are my company I don't have any friends. No true story. I don't have any friends. I know they are wrong but if they go what will happen? Ha. You didn't with the heat tight. You need to be free from that. Amen and amen. We came to dig out those things that you are calling normal. We came to dig out those things that you've accepted to be part of you. That no 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 those these they should be away from you because their presence affects your enjoyment in the promised land. Amen and amen. Some of you are used 
two attacks now in your dreams. You wake up, you're always finding yourself with body marks. I had someone who used to complain, no, me when I dream, I, a dog is biting me. When I wake up, there is a physical mark. Vagila, no jaila. Some of you, it's like after you have experienced some of these things, you, you, you pray, and then it happens again. You pray, then it happens again. So you are now tired of praying. So when it happens, you just accept. When we ask, what did you do? I, I just, not, nothing really. You're being affected by this. But those things must go in Jesus' name. The next kind of enemy are the Gegashites. Or the Gigashites. This word simply means dwelling on clay soil. Or to return back to the soil. Dwelling on clay soil. It also means a stranger dwelling near. Now let me tell you something about the Gigashites. The Gigashites were dispossessed. They were dispossessed. And then they found themselves in that area of Canaan. The same promised land. But the area that they found themselves occupying was an area that was full of clay soil. Have you noticed the first one was attacking your soul? Now this kind of enemy, if you are dwelling in the place of clay soil, then they had a threat towards building and a threat towards farming and agriculture. So this one fights foundations and fights provision. Because in clay soil, you, 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 you will not manage to farm. So you will remain in a place of lack. When you observe their houses, they will build houses full of clay. But remember the Bible tells us that there's a man who built his house on a rock and the other one who built his house where? On sand. So it simply means yes, for them, they are building and it looks like progress. But the foundation is destroyed. Anything that is built on a wrong foundation is not progress. The test of what you build is when the winds and floods come. Amen and amen. That's why some people, you'll find that you are persuaded to make wrong decisions. You start maybe a relationship, wrong foundation. And the relationship can go on six years. You've built, you've told each other what your favorite food is, your favorite cartoon, your favorite color, everything. You've introduced the whole family. Everything. But then you notice that after seven years of dating, you realized that you encountered one of the seven enemies of Israel, the gigasites. 
Yeah. And someone will say, but I thought this was strong. Listen, that was a, your foundation was wrong. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The problem is when the righteous are building on the wrong foundation, they think they are prevailing. They think they are prevailing. But when their homes collapse, even them they will collapse. The president Montoli had to break three years. No, I'm still broken. <laughs> ah. How are you today? <laughs> three years. You can't even move on. Even when the right people come in your life. You are too broken to be lifted. You are too broken. And everyone that comes your way, you shall destroy them. Because you dealt with a gigashite. That disturbed your foundation. these ones, remember, they also affect productivity. Listen. <laughs> we know there is a place where productivity is influenced by ignorance. But there is also a place where productivity is, influ in productivity is influenced by powers. I'm telling you. There is no way. After we fall, you put your money under the pillow. You put the pillow in the mattress. You put a suitcase on top. And then that day, a goat enters the house. How did it open the door with those two nankanis? It just enters the house. And then skips the kitchen where there's cabbage, skips the bedroom or the other rooms, and then goes, finds a suitcase and says, meh, that's the right place. Removes the, the pillow and decides to chew all your money. Chew all your money. You think it's a coincidence? Some of you, Musunga man, use paper, but they might only appear when you keep money. Praise be to God. Now, these enemies fight your productivity and keep you in that place. I've come to see certain families where you find that if you can't be productive, the only wisdom you are allowed to be productive in is in giving children. So you find that in that family, there is a lot of poverty, but then Vazabala, 17, 15, it's a, it's a kingdom on its own. Now listen, then in that kingdom, you find out that Second born will be the only one that will be permitted to make it. Second born will be the only one who will get a degree. 
and he will say in my whole family I, I, I have a breakthrough no one else but they don't understand it's just a system how is it a system you who has a breakthrough when it reaches 30 third born fifth born sixth are going to come to you when your salary you get your salary so even though it was 40,000 kwacha are getting paid when it's month and you're sharing with 17 families and they're still give, and counting so you are also and they're wondering now at your workplace sir you've not yet bought a car everything concerning his finances is coming to nothing it's being shared against the family you're dealing you're, you're playing with clay soil you're playing with clay soil listen if you think these things are jokes they are not jokes one day my own biological father came to me and shared the vision with my young brother and he says son come um you i had a vision of you while we were at the house i saw chickens eating around the house just eating things whatever they'll pick up they'll eat then i saw you you came and started chasing all the chickens away all the chickens away all of them now you see you need to be, you need you need spiritual intelligence to understand some of these things because someone will say why should you chase away the chickens why songa songa che mochikola no amba business yet in the vision those chickens because you see the nature of chickens is that they eat anything they, whatever they pick up they will eat that's why even when you're clean you'll find a stone you'll find a rabbit you i mean you find everything a sweet bubble gum vonse you know they eat anything okay so that vision was signifying dealing with poverty in the family but they said it is you prophet who chased them away so i said okay thank you for that i'm going to pray i spent time praying for my family listen that time things were not even good financially because if i were to tell you even i had to stop school because there were no finances like they i just had to stop school things were bad i looked for a job i found a job the salary was 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 a bit you guys start properly they are humble beginnings and this bad big that was not even humble i calculated i said ah listen in those days a bus was maybe like five kwacha five maybe five kwacha six kwacha but when i saw my salary even the five kwacha bus fares were not enough it wasn't enough and so i used to move from kamala south to north mid i'll just conquer the njanji i'll start over zero six hours i'll just be walking i'll be counting the rails at tizafika kontango and i'll pass there as zikas and i would have to pass through zikas the school that i was at that i had to leave because there was no money imagine every day passing by there those that was serious mockery to me it was not nice i didn't like it 
Nevertheless, I would just pray, pray, pray for my family, you know. And afterwards, we got to a place where we dealt with that enemy. Seriously. And then we got to meet as a family. And then we began to measure each other. How are you doing? You go to firstborn. Oh, he's a manager this side. All right. You go to lastborn. Ah, he's doing well this side. You go to, you, you go to the, my father. Yeah, he's doing well. You go to my mother. Oh, manager this side. You come to me. Uh, anyway, not to not, know. Yeah. We have to deal with that thing. It's not that we, it's not. And then you need to understand. We were not foolish. We were all accountants. Sometimes demons don't respect papers. They don't. Afterwards, you've done your nice graduation picture. But in the realm of the spirit, it's become invisible. You apply, your paper is not seen. Marim che yeka yeka. Dealing with a gigashite. In that moment, you say, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that which is fighting my finances. Listen, Satan knows what you, you would use your finances for when he's fighting your finances. I'm not just saying so that you become. He knows some of you, the visions that you have. Some of you have got orphanages within you. Like if I can just make money, that orphanage will start. Some of you have got visions to be kingdom finances. You, you know that if I can just then some of you know you can bring out your families from certain places. So the enemy knows what's on your heart to deal with finances. So he sends clay soil around you so that you can be productive. But today we are prevailing priests. Ah. Uh, we are burying him in the same clay. Number three, we have the Amorites. The Amorites stayed in mountainous places. They were mountaineers. But the word Amorite means a talker or a slayer. It simply means these guys are the kinds of enemies that sit in high places but when they speak to you they are like scorners. They are the ones who say Dikonsam na manje. They are the ones who come just, they are like peninas. These ones, listen, they are dangerous. They vex you in the spirit. They vex you. It doesn't matter, Hannah, whether you're a prayer warrior. The words of, don't say sticks and stones can break, can't, shan, shan, those things. Listen, these ones, when they speak, it will hurt. It will hurt. They will just pass a comment, can anything good come out from you? That one. And then, you see, their words are like bees. Have you seen when a bee stings you? It has gone, but it's like it's got a resounding sting. It keeps stinging. 
You are dealing with an Amorite. They stand in high places. Uh, be careful. I say be careful of these. These are the ones who even want to mock you. Look at you Christians. Does Bill Gates die? Relax. 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 The enemies you are complaining about. Eh? You, you believers, you are always praying. Have you ever seen Elon Musk go on a fast? Relax. 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 You're dealing with Amorites. You're dealing with Amorites. Because they're in the mountain places. But our God is the God of the hills and valleys. He's able to exchange the one who's in the mountains. And the one who's in the valleys. Bring the one who's an Amorite. Bring him in the valley. And take you who's in the valley. And put you on the mountain. That's why it says promotion never comes from the east or west. But from the Lord God Almighty. Who brings down one and puts one up. Don't, listen, I'm telling you. These ones, please, close your ears to them. They mock. They speak. Sometimes it may not be them actually you know sometimes it can be a manifestation of them through our loved ones just a manifestation when you're not careful sometimes if you're not careful you're just a vessel anywhere you give yourself anywhere sometimes jesus has to say to peter get away from me satan not because peter is satan but he's allowed satan to use him so sometimes these amorites occupy your family members you fail a paper, they will call you Dao. So you, the next time you go in class, you have phobia of going to the village. <laughs> so you start behaving like a villager now in the end. They are speaking from a mountain place. Look at us. Look, I got married when I was 25 years old. What are you doing? You guys, you were born in the first, this generation is a tentacle and a one mattress. But look at how you're behaving. They're in the mountain places. You're supposed to be here by now. Look at your shoes. Oh my God. Just start looking at yourself. You say, ish. Ish. But for you, you say, ah. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Whether this, they say this about me. Like David, even though bad news comes to my ears, I will not be shaken. Because the valleys is not the place that I dwell in. I'm moving. I have promised land. These are the Amorites. They speak. They are voices. Sometimes it may not even be people. Some of you listen to your own, listen to the enemy speak to you. Look at where you are. They even put you, look at, look at Daniel. He's got a car. You see? And then, you know, Daniel is testifying to the goodness of the Lord. I've got a car. BLB. And then they 
an Amorite takes advantage. Do you notice that he doesn't just have a car? He also has someone who sits in the front seat. What do you have? What do you have? And they will now begin to say, Ah no, listen, listen. You, you are living holy. You give your tithes. You are keeping yourself. You've never compromised. Why are you in that place? But you shall say, in the name of the Lord Jesus, the voice that I will listen to is the voice of the Lord. Every scorner, every Amorite that comes as an enemy to speak against my life or a destiny, I rebuke you today. You will say, no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I condemn it in the name of Jesus. Yes. That Amorite will not. Listen, you will have Penina come your way. Mock you as Hannah. Yet your name Hannah, Hannah means grace. How can you mock grace? How can you mock grace? Hannah doesn't have a child. Penina has a child. Listen, she's, she's an Amorite in there. She's able to mock you. I say, you don't have a child? <laughs> Where are you going? You're going to church to pray? When Hannah goes back, Penina says, ah, Okay, I thought so. And where is she? She's mocked. But Hannah kept on with her faith. Even though she reached to a place where she couldn't pray anymore, God heard her torment. And it's just a matter of time that Hannah needs by this time next year. By this time next year, all those that mocked you will come and celebrate with you. That's what they need. Beware of the Amorites. Beware too of the Canaanites. Because the Canaanites are a little bit different from the Amorites because the Canaanites are called merchants of humiliation. They are there to humble you. Now one thing about the Canaanites is that the Canaanites served many gods. A lot of idols. A lot of them. That's why God warned against them. Because when you are humbled and when you look to them, you want to serve their God. So these ones want to humble you to a place where when you look at a life of a non-believer, you will look at a non-believer and say, but how come non-believers are doing well better than Christians? You're dealing with a Canaanite. 
because you've been humbled. When you look at a Muslim, you say, but how come? You, that is the beginning of idolatry in your life. They introduce you to idolatry when they humble you. That's what I'm telling you. When you're fighting enemies, it's not just everything. That is fighting your, fam your finances. No. Others want to fight your spirituality. Others just want to fight your, your well-being. And these are Canaanites. They will make sure this praying of his, don't worry. They will initiate things like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and they will say, can you bow down to this idol? It's up to you to say, I will not bow down. I won't. I won't. They are merchants of humiliation. Humble you in such a way you are so drained. By the time you look at yourself, you'll be like, Ish. I'm done with this Christianity. Some of you have been pushed to such places because you've been fighting powers that humiliate to the core. They hit you hard. But the Bible says we are pressed on on every side. But not in despair. He says we are knocked down. But not knocked out. For the weight that, for the weight that awaits us. The glory that awaits us. Don't let Canaanites cause you to lose your faith. These are the ones that are making people fall out of faith and giving heed to seducing demons. They've seen their life. After they've been hit hard, they are now presented and said, listen, join a cult. Listen, and I want to say this. I saw something this year. I saw human sacrifices spread forth from a nation in Africa up and start, start starting to come into southern Africa. I saw an increase in southern African countries people beginning to sacrifice one another for money. In short, a rise of ritualists. I also saw them here. But we will not permit them. Or not. We will not change our faith because we've been humiliated. Or not. Will not. Look at how much Joseph was humiliated. Sold as a slave. His coat of many colors torn. His favorite. That was like an inheritance for him. Torn apart. It's like some of you lost jobs. Lost your businesses. Now you are humiliated. 
You're trying to find something, nothing is working. Listen, I want to speak to somebody. You graduated many years ago. Every time the list comes out for names, you are not there. Yet you did well. Year in, year out, you are even believing, you declared, you spoke your tongues. But the system is full of Canaanites. It's putting in their own people and shaming you. And they tell you, Ngaudibe connection. And you are finished. They are mocking you. And so, in short, they are inviting you to start having connections with systems of compromise. Ah, no, 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 no. If you applied, you didn't get it. If you applied the next time, you didn't get it. Don't worry. God says these seven nations that are mightier than you, you will overcome them one day without even you applying. Your name will just appear there. I'm telling you. Enough is enough. We must prevail. We must. We also have the parasites. Now, the parasites is a name which means belonging to an open village. Or having no wars. Now, all these guys were in the land which Israel was to occupy. Now, how the parasites were is that the parasites were in a place where they never used to build wars around them. It was an open place. House here, house here, house. No wars. But I've come to observe, in understanding the parasites, the parasites are kinds of enemies whom in the end will end up blaming, not necessarily them, but will end up blaming you. So these are the kinds of enemies that influence you to have an open plan life. Let me explain. These are the kinds of enemies that influence you to have an open plan life. It simply means you have no boundaries. You don't build around your life. You are, they are the ones who always want, they are the ones who influence you to just be free. To just be free. If there are boundaries, they'll call you a cult. Uh, wait, 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 wait. The Bible shows us the strength of every city was in their walls. So if you can't have a boundary or a wall, then you don't have protection. The parasites permit you to do anything, free for all. You allow anything. You release anything. Open plan, life. No boundary. No accountability. 
No protect, nothing. You want to be free. If you bring wars, you feel constricted. You feel like you are being controlled. Open plan. Be careful. Because what you call, <laughs> you call it freedom. Every form of protection will be called bondage. I know there's a place where bondage obviously takes place. But you can't deny wars over your life. You can't choose a life where you're too free. And then any life that has a boundary, you call it free, or you, 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 you call it count. But I know a count that starts with the word free. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Why? They want to be free. Yet in their freedom, they are bound. So, ensure you are not influenced. Listen, these ones, maybe, maybe you're looking, let me not just touch it on a spiritual scale, let me also touch it on other scales. These ones want a level of freedom everywhere. They want to do anything in, they will influence children to want to do anything in their parents' homes. You don't want to be told, come back home on time. You don't want that. Chinyumba chinonchama restrictions. And so, listen, 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 listen. So this is what happens. You want to escape the boundary. You say, I am leaving this home. You leave the home. You leave the covering, you leave the sense, and you compromise outside. Then you're gone. By the time you make those wrong decisions, the parasites, they behave like parasites. You can't see them. They disappear. And now you are faced to dealing with your own consequences. Ah. So how do you guard yourself against these ones? You say, I am governed by the Holy Ghost. I don't make any decision anyhow. Just like that. I'm just not free to do anything the way I want. They'll give you terms. Live your life. You only live once. Uh, I do YOLO. Yeah. But you know the problem with you only live once is that you can die twice. If you if you go by you only live once, you can die twice. How twice? Number one, physical death. Number two, the lake of fire, which is the second death. But if you can live for Christ, you will live again.
That's the pericytes. Two more. We have the hevites. Ah. The Hevites came from Canaan's fourth-born son. And they this 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 actually means wickedness. So this is an enemy that influences wickedness in your life. Now what kind of wickedness? It presents to you worldliness. I'm sure you're observing how different these enemies are. It presents to you worldliness. Shows you all the pleasures of the world. It's not mocking you. It's luring you. It's different from the ones Benahana are dealing with. It's not, it's not mocking you. It's luring you says come try this and those are the kind of lifestyles the Hevites loved to show you ah you can try this you can test this remember that's why I said what people don't understand is that behaviors in certain locations are, are regulated by spirits Unless someone wants to testify. When I say unless someone wants to testify, how is it that maybe when you go to the nightclub, there is a certain generosity you have to buy for everyone? Beer? No, but no, no, have you, have you noticed? Some of the monies that are spent in these nightclubs, they'll even post on social media, someone bought 90 pin beer. Has he ever invested that in his own family? Because those spirits are only found at that club. When he leaves that club, they, they will not follow him home. So he can't be that generous or foolish. He's dealing with Hevites. So he'll go to that location. In that location, they'll spend money, money, money. They'll have this joy. They'll, listen. Locations don't just have spirits, and those spirits also they also steer up atmospheres. Listen, I listen. That's why I'm not saying go to the club, but there's a reason why people go back to the club. They are enjoying. So there's an atmosphere that they are finding that side. The whole night, Salema. Why Salema? The whole night, overnight, overnight. Now, they come from there, then they realize, ah, I'm going to go change. They can't go church Pastor just does simple five minutes prayer session. Take all the praise to end. So, so, I'm going to ah, ah, we. Nalema. Where is that energy that you had on Friday? That made you lift your legs like a kangaroo or whatsoever. Where is that energy? 
you you were dealing with Hevites that lured you into an environment, gave you a reality, gave you feelings, and you were so excited, generous, you were you were swallowed in worldliness. You danced, you jumped, you you lost your voice, you lost your shoes. I don't know, but uh, you had an environment that made you enjoy worldliness. Yes. I'm telling you. Spirits look... Listen, there are spir spirits influence certain locations. I'm telling you. This one may sound a little bit funny or strange. Even just, you find you're going to a certain place. There are some people after spirits influence them, they also influence them where to urinate. Have you noticed? There is one corner. <laughs> one corner. Here. Pa. Now, the person is walking. After he, f he sees the corner, his blood has started tingling. And then he wants that Listen, he, he can come here. Or here. Or here. But he comes where? Here. Where everyone has laid aside all their weights and burdens. The same place. Now, why? No, it may seem funny, but what is being collected from them? Why won't Sabafuna? Even, even where people smoke, they choose corners. Apple, drainage. Yes. Even prostitutes stand on certain locations. They can't stand anywhere. It's set. These things. There is spiritual activity going on. I just want to open your eyes. That behaviors don't just happen anyhow. Come on. Worldliness from Hivites. Be careful of this. Be careful. They follow. I was talking to someone. I was talking to you yesterday and I said, beware now of your social media. Your social media has become very dirty. Very, very dirty. You want to post something, now you see something and you forget what you want to post. You just wanted to post, come with me on Sunday, and then like a video finds you. Eh, eh, Ali. Tweet, click. Moenda. We expected you to post, post, come with me to church. But that video took you away. It lowered you. Now, it, uh, this time, you don't even have to type their sites. They followed you where you were even preaching on the same Facebook. Guard yourselves, oh. Uh, no, no, no. Guard yourselves. Be careful of this one. This one is very dangerous, especially in these times. They will, f they will follow. If it's men, women will follow you to your DMs. 
I'll ask you, no. I want us to be something. Ah, they even propose. What are we waiting for? Do you like me? In fact, no, let's not answer that question. I like you. You're dealing with a serious worldliness. I came here and I explained to you how Satan sent his Hivite to me. I want us to be something. Let's, now she knew I was a Christian, so she says, let's be an ad, like Adam and Eve. Then I knew I was going to fall. Guy, you told me, let's be like Adam and Eve. Chizagwa. I knew. I said, ah. <laughs> she continued. The only mistake I made was replying to that letter. That's the only mistake. Because I asked, ah, you want a relationship? For what? Doing what? And she says, anything and everything. I say, eh. I said, I tore that paper. I ran away. Whenever I would see her, she's coming. Listen, you should learn nice strategies. I, I, I would divert. I said, I, I don't want this one. Until I heard she has been transferred to the copper belt. I said, praise the Lord. You have delivered the Hittites from my house or from my life. Beware of them. And these ones are similar with the last ones, which are Jebusites. Jebusites simply means to be trod down or to be polluted. To be polluted. You see, the Hivites want to win you completely. Yeah? They want to lower you into the world. But then the Jebusites, to pollute you, it simply means they allow you to be spiritual still more. But they just want to pollute you. Those uh, Go to church, feel free. After they pollute, they were, okay, 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 on a Bible study, they've polluted you. They've polluted you. So all these are fighting. Your destiny. And you see, sometimes when you're seeing some of these things, you can have elements of enjoyment. You can have elements of this and that. But what many people don't understand is that if you are enjoying when these enemies are presenting things to you, you are not enjoying milk and honey. You are enjoying systems of the enemy. That will bring you to nothing. I'm here to tell somebody 
that you can deal with these enemies and you need to deal with them completely some of you have dealt with enemies that deal with you in the clay you're happening financially but you need to deal with some Hevites and Jebusites that are affecting your pollution some of you have dealt with Gergashites you've dealt with Amorites but you need to deal with those that are fighting your well-being those that are bringing fear into your life those that are putting you into a place of depression you need to deal with them completely deal with those things affecting your spirituality deal with all arrows listen you are spirit soul body and these enemies fight different arenas of these areas some are fighting your soul some are fighting your spirit some are fighting your body these seven enemies the lord says even though mightier than them or even though they seem mightier you shall dispossess them it doesn't matter if this sevenfold enemy comes full force against you i came to introduce to you a game changer that while there is a sevenfold enemy that has come to deal against you god did not leave you stranded because he sent you the seven spirits of god where he will be able to give you wisdom to deal with financial issues where he will be able to give you the spirit of counsel to deal with things that are luring around you where he will be able to give you the spirit of the fear of the lord that will able but will make you say no to the hevites no to the jebusites where he will give you the spirit of the lord that gives you dominion over these things the spirit of might that enables you to be strong and say i will not fear of terror by night or arrow that flies by day or pestilence that walks in darkness a thousand may fall on my side ten thousand on my right hand but they will not come near me because i have the sevenfold holy spirit in me on my side behind me besides me on my left on my right i will prevail i'm prevailing i'm prevailing no wonder isaiah says take counsel together say a word meet if you want it will not stand because the last word that i have to say is emmanuel god with us The priest the priest arise and prevail let's rise to our feet